Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Via Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazian. Today, we're going to begin our two-part series on vision. And when I say casting the vision, I mean not only for your business, but really we're going to be talking about envisioning your absolute best life. Part one of our vision series begins with a deep dive into figuring out what you want. The reality is most of us wander through life thinking life is happening to us. When in reality, life affords us the opportunity to really choose our destiny one choice at a time. In today's episode, we'll learn about why vision is crucial to help you get what you want out of life. I mean, as far as we know, we only get one life, so so we should definitely make the most out of it. Then we're going to talk about the difference between goals and vision. We're going to touch on some techniques for learning how to think bigger. We're going to learn about the seven key areas of life to consider when thinking about your less life. And finally, we're going to answer some questions or really go over some questions you can ask yourself to discover what your true desire and what your true vision for your life is going to be. Make sure you tune in next week for our part two in our vision series where we'll dig into the business side of visioning. So guys, uh, let's dive in. I'll just throw it out there. Why is having a clear vision for your life so important? Well, Wendy, thank you so much. I think that for me anyway, in order to live a purpose-driven life, your goals really have to be in line with your core values and, and beliefs and vision. And so it's hard to set goals and to have purpose, be productive, be effective every day if we're not being led by vision. It makes me think of the old uh, Russian proverb, which says, if you chase two rabbits, you will not catch either. And, you know, clarity around which rabbit you're chasing is so powerful, right? Clarity is power. Knowing what you want and making the choices that lead you down the path towards that specific vision is really the key to happiness. I mean, clarity means being specific. And the more clarity you have, the more purposeful you can be. I love that Seychelle. And I know for me personally, I'm a little bit of a yes person. It makes it a lot easier to say no to things that don't line up with my vision. Yeah. And I would love to uh, dive in here and talk about saying no, because I think it's really hard to talk about your personal vision for your life if you don't learn to master saying no. Uh, for me, it's been something that I've had to really master in my life because I'm a, I'm a yes person. And I think a lot of us naturally want to please those that are around us. Totally agree. Which, which makes it be that we say yes to a lot of things that we actually shouldn't say yes to. And the bigger your life gets, the bigger your empire gets, the more you actually need to say no. So I wanted to share with our listeners, I created a framework because... I struggle with saying no to things. I create a framework to allow, that will help me in what to say no to. So I, I mean, this is I, music to my ears. You know that. Like when you say right. framework or model, I completely <laughs> forget. I get so excited. I'm like ready to write notes for like one through five. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, get your pen out. These are really good. And these have helped me because 90% of the time I now say no to things because I ask myself these five questions. So when something comes at me, I first ask myself, does this align with my life values? So all of us have core uh, life values that make up who we are. And we need to make sure that we're saying no to things that don't match who we are. And then, of course, yes to the things that do. Question number two is, does this align with the goal I set for this area of my life? We're going to talk about in a few minutes each area of your life. And you need to set goals for each area of your life. And sometimes you might have a goal, like for example, if one of your goals is to pay off debt, 
and something comes at you about saying, yes, that's going to cost you, you're going to actually add up more debt. You, of course, are going to say no to that because it doesn't align with that goal with your financial part of your life. Number three is how will this help me achieve my goal in this area of my life? Number four is, is it worth taking the time for this commitment if this area of my life will potentially suffer? That's been a big one for me. I don't know about you guys, but especially I have a young family, uh, three young kids. And at times, me saying yes to certain things means that my family life is going to suffer. And is that worth it? And a lot of times the answer is no. So then I say no to what that is. And then number four is, what am I trying to accomplish by committing my time to this? making sure you have a goal for what you're trying to achieve with every aspect of your life. So I follow those five questions and then I answer yes or no to whatever's thrown at me. And 90% of the time, it's a no. I And I love that framework, Sarah, because I think a lot of us are... All, all of us actually on this podcast are high drive individuals. And we believe we can accomplish anything we can set our mind to. And so therefore... It allows us to write like somebody gives you an opportunity and so many leaders often say, say yes first, right? And then figure it out later. And I, what I love about this framework is, at least for me personally, when I get tired, I actually say yes more because my battery is drained, my energy is low, and it takes a lot of emotional energy and restraint for me to say no to something. And so by having a framework like this, it allows you to go back and actually pause Take a deep breath, go look at these five questions before you're jumping in and saying yes. And it kind of gives you that barometer to not overcommit yourself and drain the energy more. Yeah. I love that, Seychelle, uh, because the reality is, is our willpower is, um, is finite. Yes. And I don't think we all understand that our willpower is finite. And if your default is yes, then you need to be making decisions when you have a lot of energy. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the default is going to be yes. For some people, the default is probably no. Right. But if your default is yes, that's huge. I love that. And I, I also want to circle back to something to the very beginning of the podcast, Seychelle. You said clarity is key. And, and I found clarity, getting clarity on any aspect of my life has been one of the bigger game changers of my life, right? And so, Sarah, you kind of glossed over number one. And number one was, does this align with my life values? And I found myself thinking... You know, I wonder, I wonder if people truly have purposeful life values. They have them. Everybody has them. But I wonder how many people, how many of our listeners truly do I, can I just pull up on my iPhone notes? What are Via's values? I mean, I sort of can, but it's an interesting exercise to go through, isn't it? Because if you don't know what your life values are, how can you use that as a filter? In fact, we talk about vision. That's what this whole episode's about. That's your filter. That's the primary filter for which your goals and, and everything else you do in life, you know, is set, right? And and it also reminded me um, of Wendy and Jay. Wendy, I, I I think back to you and Jay decided to become net worth millionaires, right? And 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 it was a purposeful decision. Can you kind of tell us about that and how that fits into your vision and and your goals too? Sure. I think it's it's been a blessing to be in partnership with Jay because he tends to be more of a long-term thinker and planner than I am. I tend to be a little bit better in the moment, better with change. And he's more of, you know, let's create a 10-year plan. And so for me, it's been a blessing as someone who honestly was never a planner, right? Was was always like variety is the spice of life. I like to move around a lot. And so for, for me to create a 10-year plan was was a challenge. And now I'm really good at thinking and visioning. 
And so it's gotten, gotten easier over the years. And so we set a really big wealth building goal for ourselves in about in the early 2000s. And the goal was to, at the time, we had a net worth of a few thousand dollars. And we wanted to become net worth millionaires. We wanted to uh, own 10 rental properties. And we wanted to have $75,000 in passive income, uh, which is basically income that we didn't work for. At the time, I thought it was... I just, I thought it was a joke. Honestly, I just thought, God, there's no way we're, we're going to get from a few thousand dollars to a million dollars in 10 years. I mean, what the heck? I really, I really didn't believe it. And yet in six years, we became net worth millionaires. We now own 10 investment properties and we make way more than $75,000 a year in passive income. You know what I love about that too, Wendy, is you're acknowledging that you and Jay have very different styles of goal setting. And I think in a lot of marriages and partnerships and business, right? Uh, there's oftentimes two very different personalities or two very different styles of goal setting and vision casting. And what I love is that um, in knowing you both really well, um, seeing you two lean in on your strengths on that and knowing when to pull which lever of like, this is the like, right during pandemic time, it's like, this is the now change lever. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am, I am going to dominate, right? As Mia would say, I, this is my first pandemic, but dang it, I'm going to win it, right? Right. So you're leaning in on embracing the change and pivoting and turning really fast. And at the same time, Jay's keeping that long forecast of the 10-year goals out right. there. How powerful is that to have that those two levers going at the same time in your relationship? I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's been a gift. Well, and Wendy, like the vision is the 10-year net worth millionaire, but the goal right. is we're going to own 10 houses mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, this year we're going to buy one house and so on and so forth. Yeah, right. Well, you know, this is the end of Let's talk about the yeah. difference between vision and goals. You know, Sarah was yeah. talking a lot about goals. She was talking about her five, but I'd love to just dive into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way I look at it, you guys, is is really the goals are how you achieve something. So they're the, they're the milestones on the way to the top of the vision summit, right? And you know me, for some reason, I always want to use a mountain analogy. And I've never, <laughs> like, I'm not a mountain climber, but that's the best analogy to me ever. It's music it's in my ears. ears. I love no. mountains. It's because you live in <laughs> Seattle and you get to see Mount Rainier see Mount all the time. Of course. Yeah. So, so exactly. what I'm so what I'm hearing you say, Via, is that vision defines basically who you want to be. So yeah. for uh, for Jay and Wendy's example, right? They wanted to be a net worth millionaire. That's who they wanted to be. Uh, what you want to be known for and the experiences and accomplishments you hope for. Uh, the vision helps define the goals uh, by giving you a framework, uh, Via's favorite word, uh, to evaluate <laughs> those goals. Um, whereas goals are an important part of getting what you want out of your out of your life. They can also be too specific and we may miss the big picture because we spent too much time on the to-do list. So for example, if you're setting, let's say you have the goal of the 10 properties, but then you don't have the big goal of being a net worth millionaire, you might make certain decisions on the wrong properties, right? Right. If you don't have the vision out in front of you of what you want to become and what you want to be. Well, and sometimes goals can can be hollow. You know, it's like, I want to be the number one agent in my office. Okay, great. So then what happens when you get there? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, Which is different than, a, than your mission, right? Of helping, you know, clients forever or whatever your mission would be. Yeah. Wendy, I just want to just, I just want to, that is 
so accurate. And here's here's why. Because I reached a point in my life once where I realized that I was just creating goals for the undisciplined pursuit of more. And you know, mm. and that's not my quote. That's a quote I use all the time. And when I when I created my mission and my vision and my values, I realized I was now being purposeful. And my goals became very purposeful on the way to that vision. Otherwise, it's exactly what you just described. It's arbitrary. It's not tied to anything bigger than yourself. And it's certainly not tied to other people. And I think that's where those five questions are so cr- critical that I shared. Because if you look at, I mean, if in, on one episode, we, we need to dive even more into um, this journey on uh, building your net worth to a million dollars. And if you dive into the actions that Jay and Wendy took, a lot of times you can go to look at those questions and they made certain decisions to make sure they got there because they kept the vision in front of them. Right, they knew that buying that new car, it might be fancy, it might feel good for a short period of time, but that was going to take them off course from the vision of becoming a net worth millionaire. I think that's critical when we're looking at this. So, I think too when you're when you're casting your vision, uh, a lot of times people are casting a vision that they've never seen anybody else accomplish, and making sure you're carefully choosing who's in your life, whether it's your mentors or your tribe or your friend group or who you're modeling after even in books, right? I think there's something so powerful about when you're casting your vision, understanding that anything you believe you want to achieve is possible. And if you can find in a couple areas of your life, people that may have succeeded at a high level and modeling after that, um, you're going to get there so much faster than trying to reinvent the wheel yourself. That's a nugget, you guys. I mean, that is huge. So there huge. are, yeah. So anything you can achieve in life, anything you can conceive in life, you can achieve. Yes. And chances are somebody's probably already been there first. And so find the model, find the mentor, right? Think bigger and model your actions and habits after that person. I mean, that's, that's, that's a huge nugget. Well, and Seychelle, we talk about that in in future episodes. We talk about the importance of that when you're hiring. That's right. And we talk about how that that plays into your your passion and and your confidence and your self-esteem. And that is all contagious. And that that is how we attract talent, actually. That's what leaders Mm -hmm. do. So we, we get into that a little later. Yeah, we're so good at visioning. We actually know the future episodes already, guys. So, so what there are basically seven areas of your life that you want to focus on uh, for casting a vision. Mm-hmm. And um, many times you're going to have mentors and people around you that are different depending on the area of life that you're focused on. Wendy, can you share with our listeners those seven areas? Yeah. So, the seven circles come from a great book. It's called The One Thing. It's written by Gary Keller and my husband, Jay Papazian, which is, uh, you know, we've been living this book. The book came out, I think, seven years ago. And then Jay started to do the research on it five years before that. So we've been living the book for over a decade. And the seven circles are, and they're in this order. Um, and it was very purposeful the way they put them in order. So the first one's spiritual, right? Which is your your core of yourself. And then you've got the physical because you only have one body. And then you have your personal goals. Then you've got your key relationships. Then you've got your job, right? And then you've got your business circle. And then you've got your finances circle. So if you are a business owner, 
not only do you have a circle for your business, but you also have a circle for your job. So you really think about... So what I've done is I ask myself, what are my someday goals for these areas of my life and work backwards? So for my finances, I know our eventual goal is to uh, have $2.5 million of passive income every year. And that's what we're working backwards from. So that's our eventual goal. And we ask ourselves the question, okay, so if that's our someday goal, then where do we need to be in 10 years? Where do we need to be in five years? Where do we need to be in one year? And what are the habits we need to be putting in place to make that happen today? So you start with your someday goal, right? And you have your someday goals for all of your circles. Like where where do you want to be spiritually? Where do you want to be physically? Where do you want to be with your key relationships? And then you move backwards and you say, if this is my goal, my goal is to have... $2.5 million worth of passive income every year. Where do I need to be in 10 years? Where do I need to be in five years? Where do I need to be in one year? Where do I need to be in six months? And what do I need to be doing? What are the habits and actions I need to be doing today in order to to hit that six-month goal? So one of the things I want to highlight here is, I don't know about some of our listeners, but for me, I've always been a vision and goal-oriented person with my business. That has been very easy for me. Um, I almost don't recognize when someone's not like that, meaning like I don't get it. Um, I've struggled with these other circles. And um, I think some of our listeners probably find the other circles easier. And I think some of our hosts, or my co-hosts, might find the other circles easier. And I just want to be transparent and share that this isn't always easy for everyone. And it wasn't easy for me. And we're going to dive in here in a second and talk about how you do this, especially for those of us that struggle with outside of our business goals and vision. Okay, let's talk about you as a person. Because the whole reason why you have a big business, a big empire, is for you to have that big life. And if all you're doing, like I did for years, I put my head down and I focused on my big business, I focused on my big empire, and I left, I let my big life sort of go... And I just wanted to share share that, that I know it's a struggle for some of you. And listen to us. There's a reason we're starting with this before we talk about setting that vision for your business, because it's crucial uh, to having a big business and an even bigger life. So Sarah, I completely relate to this. And, and I'll share with you guys a personal story and how I turned the tide on this. Uh, I started doing this exercise and a couple of years into it, I uh, had a big, huge goal coming into a year that I was going to lose 70 pounds. So I I sat down and I I created a focusing question for each of the circles that I added to this exercise, Wendy. So I've I've added fan fiction to Jay's Jay's framework, right? Of course. Of course. (laughs) And and the filtering question was, I thought, okay, what can I put in this circle? I know that I want to lose around 70 pounds, but I also know that I have a body fat goal. I want to be super in shape. So I... Do I put that I want to eat 1,200 calories a day all year? Do I put that I want to work out five days a week? Do I put a body percentage? You know, what do I put? And the focusing question I came up with was, look, Via, if, if at the end of the year, I fail on absolutely everything in my physical circle, but I lose 70 pounds, do I define that year as winning? And my answer to myself was absolutely yes. So, so the pounds loss became my barometer. That's how I filtered that that was the goal, right? And, and by doing that, I started asking myself that question, like, what if I screw up on every single aspect, like my finances? What if I screw up on everything, but I put $200,000 in the bank this year? Well, that's a success. I would still define it as winning the year, even if I made mistakes, right? So that became the way I did this exercise. And it's how I actually train my teams. And I've done it for, if the book came out seven years ago, probably for six years. 
I love that. Well, and you know what I like about it is you're setting a tangible goal each year, Via, that is a big stretch. And that is the one focus that you go through. I know to share a story back, some of you may be earlier in your careers listening to this. One thing I really struggled with was I originally believed that you work and work and work and work and work and work until you have earned the right to take time off. And I found by working and working and working, similar to what Sarah said, my relationships were suffering. I took zero days off. I was getting tired and cranky. I like earned my first gray hairs early in my career because I took no time for myself. And I would get up in the morning, I'd work out, and then I would work you know, 12 to 14 hours a day or 16 hours a day and then do it again. And um, something that uh, Gary Keller taught me that really changed my world was that when you're looking at your circles, you have to plan for the relationships in your calendar and you have to plan for the personal side and you have to plan that time first. And I know we'll get into that as we talk about where your vision is going to go. But for me, in my first three years of real estate, I didn't take off more than maybe three days a year. And I was exhausted. And that next year, that fourth year, Gary challenged me to take off a month in a row. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. But that, to Via's point, became my one thing that I focused on that year was I need to set myself up. So in November, December, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, I can actually be completely out of the country without cell service that next year. And I thought I thought my business was going to crumble. I thought, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. right? But by setting that out there and casting out a big goal for that, even when it's early in your career and you think there's no way this is possible... Anything you put your mind to is actually possible. If you put enough focus and planning behind it with a plan and tangible goals to get there, you can do it. That's amazing, Seychelle. And I'm just going to push back a little bit about what you said, Via and Seychelle, because I think those like taking a month off, that's not really a vision. And losing 70 pounds is not really a vision. For your life, that those are no, goals. Those are goals. Those are those are goals. Very tangible goals. And I those think are goals what, on think, pursuit to the vision of having better relationships, right? Right. Or right. on pursuit to the physicality, right? And so, like for me, I would imagine via your like what can pull you through those big goals and sustain it, right? Because the problem with the big goal is once you meet it. Where do you go from there? Yeah, where, what's next? You know? mm-hmm. And so, if your vision is is I want to lead a, a healthy life and live to be a hundred, you know, or I want to be able to run a mile every day when I'm a hundred or whatever that is for you, that goal of that is is going to pull you through all those little goals. Because the problem is once you hit that goal, then where do you go? Or you have you have accomplished syndrome where then you have a huge letdown after that because you haven't then gotten clarity on it. That's a right. great point, Wendy. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to jump in here and and share that because for me, I I had to d- distinguish between the two. So mm-hmm. right now I'm on a, uh, on a health journey, and I and I think I'll be on that forever, right? Yeah, uh, of making my health a priority, and my vision is to be a, a healthy example of a leader. So to be a leader that that shows her team um, that they're we're putting on our oxygen mask first. That's my vision, which can be forever. Right, mm-hmm. I want to be that long term, uh, whereas the goal might be a, a like to lose a, a certain term. amount of weight. Yeah, a short time term right. goal, um, and so that's what can get confusing with this conversation. Right, is like mm-hmm. we want to distinguish between the two. Is like set the vision, which is long term, but you have to have those little goals to get to the long term vision. That's right. 
Yeah, and I'm really, really glad you brought that up, Wendy, because you're absolutely right. So, what in my family, one of the one of the things we talk about a lot is that um, that we're going to live to 100. We actually plan a life for 100. And one of the things that I say often, and really what my vision and my physical vision for myself is, is to have the stamina for my big life. So it's to have the mm. stamina for my big life to live to 100. And I should have prefaced it by that, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because it enabled you the opportunity to call that out, which is a mm-hmm. really distinctive and I think confusing thing that, that mm-hmm. people you know mix up. Well, it is confusing because most of the time we're taught, um, you know, we're educated. Our public school system around um, is, is around goals, right? Mm-hmm. And we definitely don't want to fail. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to get that F for sure. So how do we how do we go about it? guys. So it can be daunting to think about, wow, I get to choose anything I want in this world. Wow. You know, for a lot of people, that's, that thought is mind blowing. So how do we, how do we figure out what we want? So we did an exercise a couple years ago, Wendy, that you led, and that was life-changing for me on this topic. So I shared with you earlier um, to all of our listeners that I've struggled here and I've struggled until I did this exercise. Um, and it was a what brings you joy exercise. And so Wendy had uh, came up with some questions, which we'll share here in a second. And we wrote down what brings us joy. And you take first what brings you the most happiness. And then you create your vision around that. And I think that that has been a framework that has really helped me really dive into the personal things and making sure that I'm setting a vision for each area of my life. Well, I love that. And Sarah, and uh, when you run towards your joy, right, that's where your power in your life comes. Because I think we're, we're all put on this planet to have to be beautiful, wonderful creatures, and we're all special. And we don't, we don't always know that right away. And we don't always give, give ourselves the opportunity to figure that out. So if you can meditate and think and pray and, and ask yourself questions on that and really move towards your joy... That's a very, very, very powerful place for you in your career. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be so much happier in the pursuit. Yeah. So, so what we did is uh, Wendy played some music and we literally got out a pen and journaled and really thought th- through things. And for me, I just started writing down the first thing that would come to my mind. What, what brings me joy? What has brought me joy? So a, a few of the things, um, like one of them, for example, was working out with my husband. And I hadn't worked out with him. We actually fell in love working out. Um, in college, we didn't have any money. And so <laughs> our activities were like, want to go to the gym or want to go run, run on the track? Um, and it, it brought so much joy, but I hadn't thought about it because one of the questions were, what are some things that in your previously have brought you joy? Mm-hmm. Um, and just writing down the very first things that come to your mind. And then you can really take those and put them into each of those seven circles. So for that, that's a health goal. That's also a relationship, uh, part of my relationship vision for me and my husband as well. And I know when I did that exercise, I surprised myself. You know, some of the smaller things in my life that brought me a lot of joy, like I always go for a walk with my best friend around the lake in Austin. And that's the first thing that I wrote down. That's really the first thing that I wrote down. And then much later, I wrote down, I love to travel and just some different things that seem bigger. But it's interesting when you when you really think about what brings you joy during the week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's often the little stuff. I love that. Well, and something that we realized that I was missing through one of the first retreats that we did when we did this exercise was date nights. 
and having young kids, I realized that we were giving so much to work and our daughter, who's awesome, that we were neglecting our time together too. And, and putting that back in was huge for us. Yeah, that's great. So what brings you joy? What would you like your relationships to look like, right? With the people that are most important to you? What would you most like to accomplish, right? What are your passions? What would you like your legacy to be? You know, if you're thinking about when you're 75 and you want to look back, I don't think anyone is hoping that they check their email a little bit more. Or their social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd spend a few more hours on Facebook every day. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's some other questions. And we'll put these in the show notes. What's your ideal day like? Right? Do you like to move around a lot? Do you like to be at home? Where do you want to live? Right? Do you love where you're living? Do you want to live overseas? Do you want to live by the water? Do you want to live by the mountains? I just helped him. Actually, the publisher of The One Thing, um, I'm helping him sell his house right now. And he's, um, he's lived by the lake for, gosh, 40 years. And in wow. his heart, he's a mountain person. And he's fallen in love and they've moved his house. And it's just uh, the sweetest thing. He's about uh, 75 years old. And he's just so excited to get back to the mountains because that's uh, where his heart is. Um, yeah, are you, what are you doing every day? Uh, what does your physical body look like? How do you feel about that? And really, you know, are you what you know? Are you smiling every day? What makes your heart sing? You know, what is going on in your best life that's bringing you joy? So, those are the questions. Like I said, we'll put them in the show notes, and um, you can probably just Google some of those things too. There's lots of really good questions, um, and the the sometimes the strength of your answer is determined by the strength of the question. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and sometimes some of your answers are going to be more more goal oriented. So for example, I know Seychelles' marriage is important to her. And so she wants to have a strong uh, a strong marriage, like she mentioned. And so going on date night once a week is a, is a goal, but having a strong, strong marriage, and healthy marriage. And yeah. strong and healthy marriage is the vision, right? right. And, you and know, when the I goal look is at, the date night. Exactly. So like when I look at my personal vision, it's that I want the people around me to be happier, healthier, and wealthier because we were in relationship together, right? And so for my marriage... I want us to be happier and healthier and wealthier in relationship together. And then it's what habits are we building around that that support that mission and that vision. Um, But yeah, you're right, Sarah. And I think sometimes you're going to get down to the tangible that then roll up to a bigger vision as to what you're trying to accomplish. Exactly. Yeah, great. Well, guys, today's episode was deep. Wow. It was. We, yeah. we, we went deep. We didn't go surface. And we talked a lot about visioning your best life. You know, my nuggets for today are you get to choose your best life, right? It doesn't choose you. You get to absolutely pick. Um, the undisciplined pursuit of more is actually a bad mm-hmm. thing, right? You need to say no to say yes to the things that matter, right? And the more you say no, the more powerful your life gets. Uh, there is a big difference between goals and vision because a goal can, can, can carry you through on your way to your big vision. But if all you've got is goals, right? And no vision to drive it, then once you hit those, where do you go? Uh, we talked about the seven key areas of life to consider. And then finally, we asked ourselves some questions about how to discover your joy and where you want to go. So, wow. Great job today. This was, this was awesome. Yeah, really great job, ladies. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Uh, so thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, we really dug deep into visioning today. And so go out there and create your best life. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. 
Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.